Welcome to the Dig In Travel Podcast, where travel and other digital professionals level up their marketing skills by listening to the top industry experts. And now here's your host, Istok Franco, founder of DigInTravel.com, your number one resource for travel, digital, e-commerce, and marketing. Hi, this is Istok, and welcome to episode three of the Dig In Travel Podcast. I won't do a long intro for today's episode, because I really want us to jump straight into our talk with Shahar Markovic and Anik Zagi, two guys in charge of digital for Israel Airlines Elan. I just wanted to let you know that we'll mix different kinds of guests here at the Digging Trail podcast, and we'll try to look at all things digital from different angles. I'll, so I'll talk to airline digital leaders, for example, chief digital officers like Shahar, to see how they look at the future, how they think about airline digital transformation or what is behind their digital strategies. But as most of you know me, I don't want to only talk about high level stuff, about strategies and talking only to the top guys. Personally, I enjoy even more talking about the practical stuff, see how to do digital marketing, e-commerce in your everyday life. So how to increase conversion on your websites, how to do analytics, how to do UX and uh, other similar things. Basically, I would like to talk to people who do your job in practice, the job of an airline digital marketer, a job of an airline e-commerce professional. Uh, you could hear Anna, a new UX expert from Google, talk about mobile UX and conversion optimization last week. And you'll be able to listen to many more digital UX and conversion optimization experts in the future. Especially now, because we are in the middle of the 2020 airline conversion optimization, uh, conversion optimization research. But today, I try to do both at once. So I wanted to talk not only about the strategy, but also about execution. It was an experiment to do a freeway interview for the first time for the Digging Trail podcast. Uh, I know both Shahar and Amit, uh, they are both super smart guys and most of all I think they are a really great team. Shahar is responsible for the digital strategy at El Al and Amit is a key part of his team that tries to execute the strategy in real life. Uh, I was super happy when they both agreed to do this podcast so we could get both angles in one episode. I hope you'll really like this episode, if you do, please don't forget to leave us a five-star review and now let's start and enjoy our talk uh, hello so we are uh, sitting together uh, today and talking to uh, Shahar chief digital uh, and innovation officer of Elal and his colleague Amit uh, who is a chief digital director at um, Elal so before we start uh, uh, because this is a new setup for the Digging Trail podcast, we'll, we'll, there will be a freeway interview. Maybe both uh, Shahar and Amit, if you just tell me a little bit, uh, what is your role and most of all, how do you work together at El Al? So Shahar, if you can start, maybe. Perfect. First, uh, thank you for hosting us. We are big fans of Digging Travel and your work, so we're very happy to be on this podcast. Yeah, welcome, I'm, uh, welcome. I'm the Chief Digital and Information Officer, or the title is actually VP Digital and IT in Elal. Um, uh, I joined Elal two years ago to start a new division, which combines both the digital uh, business unit uh, with the IT. 
And the idea is to bring digital and IT together to create faster time to market, more synchronization and better delivery to propel uh, faster growth. Uh, on the other hand, give uh, technology a more prominent seat at the Exco table. Amit reports to me, he's the chief digital officer or the head of digital. And in addition okay. to Amit, I have two other uh, elements in the uh, division. One is the IT, who is responsible for the delivery of the product and the stability and support. And the other element of the organization is data and analytics, who is responsible for creating value out of data and improving the decision-making of the organization. So the organization has three legs, and uh, Amit leads the, the main one. Amit, you want to expand a little bit? Yeah, sure. Hi. So uh, I'm Hi, Amit. for all, let's say, digital journeys of customers. I'm responsible for uh, direct sales uh, via our digital assets. And of course, all the marketing activity, I'm doing this for all our uh, agents worldwide. And on the other hand, I'm responsible for the customer experience, the use of a digital platform, including website, check-in system, application, and also CRM system, major part, providing a service to our customers. Okay, good. Uh, uh, good, thank you for this explanation. Shahar, just a quick question. You said, uh, okay, part of your digital, bigger digital organization is also the IT. This also means internal development, right? Absolutely. Okay, okay. And the other thing that you mentioned is the data part. Uh, I watched some of your uh, past speeches and they are very interesting. And I encourage all Digging Trail listeners to, uh, to Google uh, Shahar and find his speeches on the internet. And in the past speeches, you talked about these two S-curves that are happening and that you see important. And one of these is also the data. Is this why you have such organization now? Yes. So if I can expand on that a little bit. Yeah, please. Uh, I joined Elal to lead a digital and technology transformation because the two are interlinked. And when we started transformation, we looked at the company and we wanted to identify what is the technology vision for the division? Where can we take uh, El Al? El Al itself is in a transformation journey. We are uh, buying new planes. We are introducing Wi-Fi to all our planes. We've upgraded the service. We upgraded uh, the routes we take. We upgraded the food, everything. And as part of that, we are taking a digital and technology transformation. And we, we identified together with working together with the whole organization and looking outside at external benchmark, uh, that there is a lot of value to be had from what we call the uh, AI, machine learning, smart, the usage of data in airline. So if you think about the airline operation, how you sell better to a customer, offer them a more proactive, specific targeted offers, how do you do revenue management and pricing in a better, smarter way? How do you manage your operation and through a in a smarter way, predict delays before they happen, manage the flow of airplanes in a smarter way. How do you run your operations using insights and automated processes? How do you manage disruptions for the customer in an automated way? How do you provide service better through uh, smart tools uh, and so on and so forth? And, and that insight came, from, uh, came to us, and you mentioned it, we, we looked at it, we called it an S-curve 
So the next big change, which is the smart airline, and that's why the vision that we define uh, is uh, we call that vision uh, our goal. So the goal of the division is to uh, turn Elal into the smart airline of the startup nation. So smart airline is using technology in a smarter way to deliver better customer experience and employee engagement, to create better sales and more revenue and to improve our operation. That's the smart airline. And the smart airline of the startup nation is we're also trying to leverage the fact that Israel is a hotbed of innovation and there's a very, very strong ecosystem of startup by bringing startups inside the company to help us accelerate the journey. Okay, I understand. We'll definitely get back to this startup cooperation because I'm very curious about it. But before we touch that, Amit, maybe one question to you because I understand uh, and I really like the clear vision that Shahar has explained in terms of, okay, the different pillars of being agile, uh, leveraging innovation, startup community, being data-driven with the data part and leveraging technology like machine learning and artificial intelligence. But on the other hand, uh, El Al is also, let's say, uh, a legacy uh, carrier, a flag carrier, a national carrier with quite complex IT legacy systems, complex revenue management, complex pricing rules. So how do you build new uh, fancy innovative stuff uh, on, while you... Uh, on the other hand, while you cope also with this legacy part of the technology, what are the challenges you face uh, uh, when you try to do real digital marketing and e-commerce work? Uh, so I think the four pillars um, that I'm looking at, uh, some of them are more easy for me to reach, even though they're uh, legacy systems and some are uh, less for me or harder for me to reach. In terms of the marketing channels, uh, this is not related to a lot and the difficulties with, uh, with the systems or the backend systems, and we'll talk about it maybe later. When I talk about optimization in the funnel and adding new products and services uh, online, here is a big challenge. I think we are also having, um, we are doing few things in order to overcome this challenge. One is we are building layers of data, for example, and capabilities we do not get directly uh, with uh, legacy systems, uh, but uh, we work with uh, with the layers that help us do better and faster uh, implementation. And the other one so is the like, sorry, yeah, sorry to interrupt you. With these data layers, you're like exposing, you're taking the data out of the legacy background and creating like a middle layer that they can be reused for different digital products. Then. Exactly. Or we are having okay. like ODS now, so we are taking all the operational information and, and processes and we're putting it in different layers so the, the applications, the website, the app, whatever, can go to the ODS and not to the systems themselves and they have better service and, and, and availability for us. Uh, or okay. other example is that we are going through a change that we are um, uh, working now in development in much faster cycles. Uh, again, this is the new mindset of how you work in, in, in faster uh, uh, cycles when you have legacy systems. But we here also, we're doing a team, we have a, like a, a notion of uh, two in a box with IT and a PO product owner working together in order to provide better and faster uh, uh, launch of service. Okay, I understood. You, you said that, uh, yeah, you try to work in faster cycles and I 
saw that your internal development teams are like working two week scrums and that you also try to uh, to uh, uh, let's say to leverage your uh, partners and suppliers to use the same methodology. And one other thing that I saw, Shahar, maybe for you, is that you're now talking about pro uh, product view of being like building digital products versus the project view versus this, let's say, more legacy waterfall type of typical airline big bank project thinking. Uh, can you uh, maybe talk a little bit about this mindset change and because this is also it's not just technology and legacy technology it's mostly cultural and the way of working and thinking right absolutely um so you know we talked a little bit about the strategy and amit talked a little bit about the execution but somewhere in the middle we have three what we call it uh, strategic missions for us to deliver to the organization the first one is uh, how do we deliver that impact to the entire to to El Al, the entire company? How do we deliver the, the you know all the projects that we need to do and so on and so forth? But the second and third one are the more interesting one. So we are talking about if we believe if you want to become a digital organization and you want to compete with more digital native uh, OTAs or with the uh, leaner and meaner low-cost carriers, we have to be, to turn our IT into competitive advantage and we have to build digital platforms and we have to think in digital platforms. So think about customer experience, think about digital products and so, and so on and so forth. We have to change the mindset of the organization from, okay, here's a project. Uh, let me give you a project and that project has a beginning and an end and a budget. And by the way, the person responsible for it is a project manager. So how is a project manager being measured? Is measured on time and cost. You have to change the entire mindset into a product mindset. The product mindset is something that lives forever. You know, it's not like uh, Facebook has a project where they build the app and then they forget about it. It lives forever and it's constantly updating. And the product manager and the product managers in a MIPS organization are not being measured on time and cost. Uh, obviously, they are being measured on time and cost, but that's not their main KPI. They are being measured on value. So the mindset is to shift from, you know, okay, I need to make this project in the time frame to how do I deliver value? And that value can come from value proposition specifically, from customer experience, from time to market, from data. But, but that is the very, very big mental shift for the entire organization because it impacts the actual people working on it. It impacts our uh, our work plans because it's not like we have a project that start and stop. We have to con constantly upgrade our digital platform and put a lot of capacity on that. It changes the way we, we do a budgeting and planning because we cannot just budget for a project. I put a budget for a new website and forget about it. No, I need to put a budget for continually uh, uh, improving the website uh, forever. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. That mindset is quite challenging. Yeah, and this is the thing. I think it's, uh, to me, very interesting point that you mentioned. These two things. One is, okay, from project-based uh, uh, view of working to product, so developing digital products, ongoing optimization. We are now uh, in, here at Digging Travel in the middle of our 2020 conversion optimization where we basically measure how airlines do exactly that. So how do they do this 
continuous loop of optimization? Do they have a budget for UX optimization to optimize digital products versus the, okay, we will build a big, uh, we will have a big project, an RFE for a new website, we develop it and we leave it as it is. So this is definitely uh, interesting. And the other aspect that's even more interesting to me is uh, one thing that you mentioned uh, mentioned is, okay, the KPI is what value do you deliver? So what customer problem do you solve? And I saw some examples of such digital projects that you do uh, that you did. Uh, I think you developed this bid to fly platform for uh, bidding and taxi pool uh, for uh, sharing the transfer, the taxi for your passengers. Amit, can you maybe explain a little bit uh, the logic behind this? Or is this an example of such thing that we are talking about? Yeah, so I will uh, talk about uh, the bid to fly, uh, which is, uh, as you said, an auction uh, platform that, uh, on one hand, enables us as an airline to offer uh, tickets and uh, available seats. Then, um, usually, we do that for uh, uh, flights that are within 48 hours, um, and this, uh, of course, enables us two things. One is to to overcome um, uh, the need for us to sell the last tickets on the plane. On the other hand, uh, to overcome uh, usually the problem with prices that are very high when you go to the last days of uh, sales, and sometimes people don't find these high prices. So for this system uh, was that uh, we brought uh, one a lot of sales run, and we we, ha- we were able to uh, increase the load factor, and the other one. On the other hand, we, we brought new customers to Elal. Customers who would not usually buy an Elal ticket, they will usually go to a low-cost carrier. And something like 65% of our customers are new customers to Elal who haven't bought a ticket at, at Elal uh, in the past three years. Uh, and of course, uh, this is enormous uh, data for us, new data, new customers that we can uh, connect with him. And it's a really, really a big success. Okay. Let me just add that, by the way, Bid to Fly was developed by a startup. So you talked about startup was developed uh, by a startup called Bid Flyer, startup trying to disrupt, uh, let's call it revenue management and helping uh, airlines improve their yield and low factor by using artificial intelligence. Uh, you also asked about Taxi Pool. Taxi Pool was uh, an experiment we did. So we recognized a big customer problem that they try to save costs on the airline, but then they land uh, in the airport, let's say London, and they have then to pay 80 pounds, sometimes it's the price of a, a low-cost carrier tickets to take a taxi to the uh, hotel. We actually did an yes. experiment uh, just like a startup uh, where we developed this platform uh, where uh, it connects between people on the same flight that are going to the same hotel or to hotels nearby. So if uh, there are a few people in the same flight and we see that you are all going to the Hilton in London or to the Hilton and Marriott and the Hilton and Marriott next to each other, the platform will connect, connect you in a secure way and allow you to share a taxi together. We ran this okay. experiment for a few months with a few thousand customers that participated. And we then closed the, the platform and we are now uh, thinking about how we integrate it and make it into a bigger product that we integrate into our value proposition. 
Okay, understand. So it's an example, like you said, of leveraging the startup uh, ecosystem and try to develop new MVPs and test them, and then you see if you can roll them uh, out in an overall uh, production environment. Um, exactly. Now, we, uh, when we are talking about the startups, I see, and I had previous talks with some other islands, and uh, we did uh, a similar interview uh, a, a few weeks ago with Eurowings Digital, and they were talking about how they had to separate the digital unit because the modus operandi the, of, of the mindset of the airline versus the digital is so different because airlines are very operational, very uh, regulated. They, they thought it's necessary that they have a separate digital unit uh, to work in, um, under different, uh, uh, let's say, culture and methodology. Do you see working with startups as a part of this in a similar way to inject this, let's say, new way of thinking and um, be more agile, more fast? How do you look at that, Shahar? Yes, exactly. We also have an innovation hub, or uh, which is part a uh, small investment fund, part accelerator, part uh, innovation hub. It's cockpit innovation. I sit on the board of Cockpit Innovation. Um, and the goal of Cockpit Innovation is to connect between startup and airlines. Uh, we have other partners in Cockpit Innovation, uh, like Boeing and uh, Gate Group. Gate Group is uh, Europe's biggest uh, catering company, a uh, flight catering company. Uh, and what Cockpit does, they identify relevant startups that solve business problems. They help bring them into the organization and, and support the uh, implementation inside the organization. And where necessary, they also invest money in that startup so uh, they can have a, we can have a more prominent seat at the table and become a design partner. Okay, no, good, I understand. And I saw yeah, some of the cases that you did and I really liked uh, this uh, pilot, uh, let's try, try new service. Uh, let's see if we can solve some uh, new customers' problems with uh, digital solutions. Um, going back to your main strategy, or let's say main organizations and pillars, the data, when it comes to, I would like to touch here again, this uh, connection between strategy and execution. You Part of your strategy is to be really data-driven, to uh, leverage data, and you, I saw that you also implemented this Agile BI platform Tableau. I I worked on different Agile BI uh, project in the past, so I'm really curious how do, how do you see this uh, Agile BI or let's say more democratized BI uh, fits in, in into your overall strategy? Um, I will answer, and in, in, we will have two parts of this answer. I will answer the part from you know, the broad airline perspective. And Amit okay. will answer how he uses the dashboard and the data to drive better operation in digital and better performance. That was actually my follow-up question, but it's good that you brought it up already. Um, so we use this platform to, as I mentioned, one of the missions, let me take a step back. One of the missions of the data and analytics unit is to improve the decision-making in Elal and generate money out of data. 
And we use a Tableau, it's a BI platform to basically set our data free and help our entire organization make better decisions. So we created a rapid BI factory, which is a group of people that all they do, they work on generating smart BI, let's call it dashboards, reports, insights that can be consumed through self-service by business users, and then they help implement them. And we literally track all the business units that use it, and we identify the business problems that we need, and we develop them a solution very fast. We do a few iterations, and they can use it then. We are using it now to improve our operational and an overtime performance. We use it now to save money on fuel. We use it now to track uh, the performance of aircraft. We use it now uh, to uh, understand the development of our pricing. So every, uh, or service levels, every area where there is data, we use it to basically expose the data and bring it to the business decision makers to make better decisions and use that to make money. Obviously, digital is one of the key areas where we use it to improve the operation. And Amit can expand on that. Uh, so when I look at data, I, I, I ask myself, or I'm looking for four things. One is very basic, is knowing. Uh, I need to know what's going on with the business. I need to know how the sales are doing. I need to know what are the shares. I need to know everything. And I think one major step that we accomplished here is knowing. Everyone knows the data. Everyone speaks the same language. Everyone sees the numbers. It's very, I think, basic, but very important. The other part knows, uh, goes to planning part. How do I plan my next month? Again, using the data. How do I see the demand going? How do I see the load factor? Are going? How do I see uh, the, the demand curves that allow runs are going? Then I know what operation or what, what I need to do in order to increase sales, uh, for example. I think the last part or the third part is, some, is what I call use the smart data, using like smart models in order to improve or optimize the business. For example, churn reduction model or intent model. How do I, how do I know if customers that I bring to the website is, has high intent to buy or low intent to buy. If I know that it has high intent to buy, what do I do with that? Um, do I change prices? Do I do more uh, remarketing on them? Uh, so there are many questions that uh, data um, uh, makes us ask uh, and makes us have to give answers in order to optimize uh, the business. Okay. No, once that you mentioned this, for example, measure, uh, figuring out the intent, the probability to buy, basically customer next step. This is where I see airlines a lot of times still struggle because we have a lot of several sources of data, like data silos. You have web analytics data in your case, for example, you have PNR booking data, loyalty data, operational data. So if I understand correctly, you're trying or you are trying to combine this data together uh, in your uh, this BI uh, platform and try to get uh, like a single uh, source where people use the same tool to, to access data that is basically uh, connected uh, from various sources. Yes, we struggle as well, but uh, we're making good progress. No, no, I mean, it's a never ending story, of course. I mean, there is so much data and you go but if you take quick wins uh, from cases like that, uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's something for sure. One thing, uh, Amit, I saw because you were talking about this, uh, let's say, more complex uh, marketing data calculations and data uh, analytics uh, projects. 
I saw that you are uh, also did uh, a little bit more uh, complex attribution model where you try to uh, calculate attribution from your digital campaigns to your uh, offline sales, uh, right? Uh, so uh, what we did is we did an analysis to see uh, what is the impact of uh, digital campaigns on our direct sales via the call center. Uh, Lal sells both tickets via online and, and on call center. And of course, since user journey starts digitally, people usually will start uh, through Google searching for a flight or information or prices of flights. And what we found out is that uh, 35% of sales that were generated at the call center were actually customers who initially engaged with uh, an online ad or an online marketing campaign of ours. And uh, of course, when we want to uh, control uh, the sales channel and to give each channel the right um, goals and KPIs, major understanding of how we drive uh, customers to each uh, channel. Yeah, no, very interesting. Um, Shahar, your background I saw is in banking. So is this thing that Amit uh, explained now offline, online for traditional airlines, we have a lot of still offline indirect distribution. Is this some similarity with the banking or how do you look at that? Yes, there's a very good question. Uh, as uh, you know, and uh, I'm sure all of our listeners know, uh, there is also a big channel shift in banking where in the last, uh, I don't know, 10, 20 years, people have been migrating from, let's call it branch-based banking into direct channel banking and in the last few years, obviously, digital banking. And banks have been working uh, very hard to manage that shift because they see that uh, it drives uh, not only uh, uh, better customer satisfaction and better service, but greater efficiency and, and better ability to uh, engage with the customer. Uh, in the airline business, it's slightly different because uh, unlike most of the banks, there are a lot of different distribution channels, right? So you know, digital platforms have been selling El Al's tickets for uh, many years now. And in fact, you can, you can claim that the GDS, you know, has been around even before the internet. It's like a, a, a pre predecessor to the internet. Uh, where all the tickets been distributed electronically, have gone to different uh, agents and uh, been sold uh, either initially on the telephony, but in the last years, you know, since the 2000s, uh, digitally. So now the key question and where you see the trend is coming to is transition from external digital channels to uh, internal digital channels and finding the balance uh, between these two channels because the other channels, the other agents are still selling my tickets and there's a lot of cooperation with them and we work together with them. Uh, but I also want to be able to have more direct relationship with my customer for obvious reasons. So the balance needs, you need to find the right balance between two, these two channels. Regarding the call center, my direct call center, this is more of a channel where we see, you know, it's, it's there to provide service. And it's there to allow customers that don't want to use the digital, allow them an option to uh, engage directly with the company. Yeah, uh, I see. Good. Uh, so maybe 
to not take uh, too much uh, uh, time, your valuable time. Maybe if we end uh, on a little bit uh, loose note, I saw also that uh, not only Digging Trail started with a podcast, but also LR has a podcast, right, Amit? Yeah, it's a new one. <laughs> it's a new one. It's a new channel, new marketing channel, yeah? Uh, yeah, it's a new marketing channel. Actually, what we are doing in the past few months is uh, we're moving up the marketing funnel, uh, working more on the inspiration uh, side of uh, the marketing activities, not only on the uh, uh, demand uh, side or making, you know, the, the lower part of the funnel, um, making a lot of performance. Uh, this is important for us because we want to bring uh, new uh, customers. As Shachar said in the beginning, Elal is going under a big change uh, in the routes that we're uh, uh, flying to in planes. And I think if you want to tell this story to customers and to make preference buying Elal, uh, you need to go up uh, the market funnel. And this is the uh, podcast or part of this strategy. And, and just to add on the podcast, you know, I, I, I'm a big fan of podcasts and obviously podcasts are very big. And we wanted to do something in the podcast because the podcast is also a medium that stays forever. And it's also, we wanted to create a better experience for our customers. So in a long flight, you have something interesting to listen to. And we wanted to, to uh, have a new take on your traditional, uh, you know, podcast or stories, what to do in Barcelona, what to do in London, what to do in New York. And this podcast, unfortunately, it's in Hebrew, so you cannot enjoy it. But uh, what we decided to do is to uh, combine uh, two passions. One is the passion for travel, and the other one is the passion for cinema. So the podcast uh -huh. uh, brings together someone that uh, both people that are passionate for travel and cinema, and they take one movie, uh, and they basically talk about that movie from a travel perspective. So the interesting aspects of the city uh, in terms of uh, uh, the travel. So in New York, we have... When Harry met Sally, you can talk about the Central Park, etc. In Boston, we have uh, Goodwill Hunting, where you can talk a little bit about Harvard versus Cambridge versus the city. And we talk a little bit about the departed. Uh, in Barcelona, you have Vicky Cristina Barcelona. Uh, in Las Vegas, uh, we have Casino. So it really combines very interesting viewpoints and people can hear new perspective about the area where they are about to uh to travel to. Obviously, I'm a huge podcast junkie myself, so I think it's a great idea. But like we talked initially, it's being more customer-centric, so providing people a medium, customer a medium, new digital customers a medium that they want to. So being on the channels where your customers are versus or being on the traditional channels. One uh, maybe last example of this that I really think was great uh, way of this new customer-centric digital mindset thinking was I read an interview with one of your chief chefs that basically he explained that not only they when they plan uh, the, the food on board, they don't only plan obviously about the taste and about the logistics, but also how it looks on uh, new digital media, on these uh, selfies people make with so they plan the colors, they plan how people use mobile, how it looks on the Instagram and Facebook. Is this right? Yes. We are in Instagram generation, so the food needs to be <laughs> programmable. 
Yeah, no, no. To me, that was a, a really a, a great example of such thinking. Also, not only how you put it, but also how big it is, because we obviously now want to have a place for mobile on our uh, table trays. Exactly, exactly. And, and, and this is a, the, the type of challenge we are still working with. They're still improving, let's call the Instagram Instagramability of our food. <laughs> because you have to think about, okay, the operational aspect of an airline. It's not like a restaurant where the chef, so uh, uh, Chef Shabtai, our executive chef, is a master of creating very visual, very interesting dishes. And in his restaurant, he has a lot of control on the dish. So he'll combine the color on the plate and the exact design on the plate. But now when you serve it on the plane, you know, and you have a flight attendant serving on the plane with hundreds of people that they need to serve the food to, and only probably a few seconds to put the food on your table because everybody's super hungry, how do you make sure that it still uh, look, uh, look appealing and it's still tasty and it, you still do it with the service? And that is a challenge we are still working through. We are not there yet. Okay, no, but the direction, I think it's the right direction. Um, Thank you. So, okay, yeah, uh, sure. So the last thing we were talking, uh, Shahar, you said you like podcast. Uh, one thing that I like to ask uh, our guests, but how do you learn? What uh, do you consume? Podcast, books? Uh, how do you learn to keep up with, uh, with our digital world? I ask Amit. He teaches me. Ah, okay. So, and Amit uh, listens to the Digging Trail podcast, yeah? Yeah. So, no, I, <laughs> uh, for a minute of seriously, uh, we listen, of course, and we learn from, from peers around the world and uh, from uh, uh, some research. But I think, I think the major change that we are seeing here is that we are really learning from the people who are, we made them to, to uh, we learn from them and we made them to try things that uh, as a legacy airline, people were very afraid to do pilots, you know, to, to bring new thinking. Everything was very uh, uptight. Uh, and now we let people, you know, you have an idea, let's try it. And, and system supports that. We really learn from, from the people. Okay. And on top of all the regular things like listening to podcasts, which is easy when you're driving, or watching YouTube, or talking with people, going to conference, on the all the usual things. I also use uh, Twitter a lot. I think Twitter is a great platform to learn from because there's a lot of smart people on Twitter, and because of the format, they tend to be very to distill the content in very precise and specific ways. So you don't have to read a lot. You read a few tweets or a tweet storm, and you immediately get smart on a few interesting topics. And I also sub subscribe to a few newsletters. As you know, newsletters are on the rise. So newsletters that basically digest some of the information. There's a few good ones, and I use that to get up to speed on technology and innovation and new things happening, both in the tech world, startup world, but also in airline. Okay. Thank you both. This was uh, really, for me, really exciting and a pleasure. You shared so much great information. And I wish you all the best uh, in your new digital challenges and new exciting MVPs and all the projects. It sounds like you are really in for an exciting ride. Yeah? Thank you very much. Looking forward. Thank you. This podcast is brought to you by digintravel.com. Digintravel is your number one resource when it comes to airline and travel digital marketing and e-commerce. 
Visit digintravel.com to find the latest digital trends and white papers with in-depth airline digital benchmarks.